Now Perea lays it up. 1.4. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Murphy spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bello. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible. Jarvis Jones, the game winner, got it. Ball game. East Tennessee State's going to leave on another. They got him. If he catches it, it's over. Ball game. Touchdown, Jawan Stinson. 25 yards. J.J. German for the win. He got it. J.J. German and the Bucks have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick. Say hello to my new friend. What's your name, man? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. And you still have no talent. It's Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Good Wednesday, Jay Sandos, Mike Gallagher, jam-packed show today, Lando's Land, Angry Man on a Wednesday, not a Tuesday, and the, uh, I guess it's the true debut of this segment. Yeah, last week was more of just a feeling out process, uh, get your toes in the water and see if it's going to work out, and And your player is back. So we got a play on player. That's right. We'll see how that goes. All right. We're going to lead things off, though, ETSU baseball softball talk. The spring season's underway. We'll lead with ETSU baseball, mainly because they played yesterday. Softball uh, got canceled. It's moved to April 16th. They were going to host University of Tennessee. They just moved that uh, to mid-April. Hopefully the weather holds out there so they'll be able to get that contest in. The men's uh, baseball squad did go on the road. They did take on Virginia Tech and a rough first inning and ETSU handed their first uh, loss on the diamond this season. Yeah, Hooper Mills had a rough outing in his first collegiate start. Gives up, gives up two hits, but walked four. And when you're not recording an out to walk four, have those control issues, that's going to be a big setback because those are free bases. And whenever your free bases are uh, more than three or four per game, uh, that's going to get you in trouble. When you have four free bases in a inning where you don't record an out, then certainly you're putting your team in a bad position. So Hooper Mills, 0.0 innings pitch, two hits, seven earned runs, and that is what put ETSU in the hole that it ended up they could not dig themselves out of. They got one run in the second, two in the fourth, but 9-3 to three was the final. And starting pitching had been a little bit of a, um, a, little bit of a strength over the weekend in the fact that their three pitchers, Micah Katzer, Landon Knack, and Daniel Sweeney, who was the midweek guy last year, went 14 innings, gave up 12 hits, and three earned runs combined against Iona. So a bit of a step in the wrong direction, obviously, with Hooper Mills yesterday. But, I mean, it is his first start for ETSU. Plenty of time to get that corrected. And Daniel Sweeney vacating that midweek spot from last year. There are obviously holes to fill on the pitching staff. And Joe Panucci and company will figure that out. And uh, my guess is it might have been the first time the Hooper Mills uh, got to see Andy Glenn's tight zone behind the uh, home plate. That's, that's what I'm guessing there because – Old uh, AG. Uh, I think Andy Glenn has a very tight zone. And it lives, I'm telling you. I've done this a long time. I've seen Andy Glenn a long time. They just not like to call strikes. It just, I'm the, uh, uh, love to see big strike zones for the simple reason of, one, if you call strikes early, everybody starts to swing the bat and you tighten up zone a little bit more. But the game's just more entertaining if the ball's put into play. And, and I don't know. And, again, I didn't see it. Hooper may have just, been, just had one of those days, right? Uh, Could have just had a. A day that just uh, he's just missing everything. Pitches weren't going, and you know, first road trip of the season. You know, it's a little easier to start the year. Friendly confines, all that. 
There's a lot of new names and faces on this squad. So, uh, you know, Virginia Tech has been on the upswing in the last several years. You know, Virginia Tech used to be really the doormat of the ACC. And, honestly, that was two, three games when I used to play that many times that you could just chalk up an ETSU win uh, because Virginia Tech had just struggled in baseball for a long time. Now they've kind of they've made a big coaching change. They've done some other things. They brought in sort of what ETSU did. They brought in some Northeast talent and brought them south. Uh, and convinced them to play down. And so I think that's changed their roster a little bit. But certainly, uh, Mike, you've been around baseball a lot longer uh, than most people. Seven runs in the first inning just, uh, you know, with zero outs, very tough to overcome anything like that at any level of baseball. Demoralizing and a cold kind of semi-rainy day around a lot of the region. And it's cloudy and kind of dreary. And it's a midweek coming off a sweep of an Iona team that is not near the program that Virginia Tech is not only in status in terms of Power 5 versus outside of the Power 5 uh, when it comes to conferences, but also Iona just generally does not do well in baseball. Uh, if you look at the math, a uh, bottom 15 or 20 program in the country just based off the fact that they're in a bottom four league, they are projected second to last in that league. So if you just do the quick math there, that would put them as the eighth worst program in the country. But ETSU can only beat who they play, right? And they did have a very good series against Iona. Got a lot of production from behind the plate. Jackson Greer had that game-winning home run in the eighth inning of day one in the season opener. And then he had a grand slam on day two. Didn't play day three, but Kyle Richardson goes behind the plate, the backup catcher for ETSU, and he hits a grand slam. Top five in the order on the final day of that series. Had ten hits and eight RBI combined. Markel Graham, after an Oford uh, over three day in day one had multi-hit games out of the nine hole in each of the next two games against Iona and the starting pitching obviously as we talked about was a strength Micah Katzer started last season with his best start of his time at ETSU six innings 12 strikeouts got national pitcher of the week and had another good outing in his first start of this year Landon Knack is the number two he's a Juco All-American gave up three earned in four innings and then Daniel Sweeney we talked about the midweek guy last year hometown product good to see him have some success goes five innings does not give up and earned runs. So overall, 3-1, and one, I think ETSU is happy about that. I think this is what they needed to do, is go out and sweep Iona and show that they can have some success against the teams that they should beat. And obviously a teachable moment you know, for Hooper Mills against Virginia Tech, but the Bucks have plenty of time to bounce back and, again, figure out that number four starting pitcher spot. And Joe Panucci, I'm guessing, will try out some different players in that position simply because you've got time in the non-conference. And you have so many new faces. You've got too. so many new faces, exactly. You know, Remember last year, Matt Mercer got some early chances in the rotation and then was removed, and Russell Kesters then came in. And so there's going to be a lot of guys that fill that midweek role, and it's going to be good experience for each one of them. I, I think it's impressive that your catcher position in the first series gets you three homers and 13 RBIs. Now, certainly something they're not going to be able to keep up with. Another observation, I thought they've added uh, great speed in the outfield to track down uh, some fly ball, and that's going to help a staff too, right? Because if you can get uh, take away sort of those tweener hits or gap hits and uh, are able to come in on a baseball, it might be a little Texas League or looper and able to take that hit away. I think that's very important. Uh, that, that they've added as well. Defensively, that's going to help that pitching staff out as well. And you're also number five in the nation in stolen bases going into that game against Virginia Tech. So obviously on the base pads, that helps too. Oh, yeah, certainly. And that's, I know that's something they wanted to upgrade as well uh, and wanted to get more of that. Uh, and Coach Panucci, more pitching defense, small ball compared to Coach Skull, who who did like the run, but it was more uh, hit and run and, and play mall ball a little bit. Uh, let's move over from baseball to softball. Best start in school history. They were 6-0-2, and ironically, it was Virginia Tech that knocked off ETSU softball, give them their first loss. But what an outstanding start for head coach Brad Irwin and his squad. 
Yeah, pretty sick of this Virginia Tech program. I mean, the baseball and the softball programs dealing ETSU, their only spring losses in their team sport so far. 8-3 to three was the loss for ETSU, but Virginia Tech improved to 8-0 and oh after that win, and the Bucks now 6-1-2. and two. I was very interested to see coming into the year what the start split would be in terms of in the circle because Madison Ogle for the last couple of years was that number one that you could rely on for, you know, 25, 30, 35 starts. Yeah, really, all the innings that you needed from her, she would be able to give you. So I was interested to see what would happen with her gone. Kelly Schmidt, the clear-cut number one, and then some first-years kind of filling in around her. And Schmidt has five of them. Taylor Bowling has two, and Mackenzie Dyson has two. And that's what I think you'll see going forward. I would expect Kelly Schmidt to have just over 50% of the starts this year, which would put her at anywhere from 25 to 30, depending on weather and some other things, depending on how far you go in the postseason, et cetera. Uh, very encouraging to see the Bucks. speaking of running, much like ETSU baseball. They've got some speedsters on the base paths, specifically Lauren Lee and Kelly Warren. The team is 16 for 18 stealing bases. 11 for 11 are Lee and Warren. So, that one really huge year that Brad Irwin had where the Bucks went to the NCAA regionals, they didn't run basically at all. I think they had six stolen bases the entire year. They played more big ball. It was a bloop and a blast, that type of thing. But with the team the last couple of years, it has been coached to the talent that you have around you and the talent that you brought in if you're Brad Irwin. And a lot of that is predicated on speed with Lauren Lee and Kelly Warren. So he talked about it when we were uh, having our conversation for previewing this season a couple of weeks back, and even with both of us off, off air, it's just percentage-wise too good of a deal to run a lot because I think he said that around the country it's like 77% of the time you successfully steal a base when you run. doesn't take a genius, a scientist, a mathematician, whatever you want to say, to figure out that that's more than half three-quarters of the time you're having success. So to run is something that I think that he really does want to do more of. I think the other thing is uh, the speed shows with extra base hits, and I know they've got four home runs, but, uh, you know, they've got ten doubles and, and Mallory Shure, who's getting her first full season uh, at softball because she's played softball for three years, but it was at the end of basketball. Last year they approached her about red shirts. As you get a full year in, she's certainly taking advantage of that. Two big triples, as a matter of fact, uh, that helped broke ties, I think, at that point in time. So I think uh, – uh, this team speed, not just stolen bases, but they're able to get extra base hits. The other thing is what that does, Mike, is, and you know this again, instead of maybe a, a single it's first and second, sometimes you can take that extra bag, go first and third, and just add different pressures uh, to the defense. Of that a wild goes. throw, gets oh. away from a player, go and score from third, yeah. You know, or infield comes in, yep. and you're able to go. So there's a lot of different things that that changes. You know, and he's got just enough, I think, Coach Irwin, I'm speaking of, has got just enough, I think, returners and some new uh, players in the mix. The biggest question, which you've already addressed, I think was in the circle, and it's not going to shock me if Schmidt doesn't get you know two of the three starts of the, the weekend when it's conference play, right? And then maybe gain two of that doubleheader, maybe go with another arm. But for the most part, I think you'll see her two out of three, and then maybe midweek he may switch it up from there depending on who they're playing. But I, I expect her to see a, a ton of starts. And I also find it interesting that you know, all all the pitchers have played in five games as well. You know, so he's able to kind of mix that up too. And I think because he's got two young arms, just like uh, we've talked a little bit about baseball, you know, fresh faces, fresh arms, he's got to see what they're able to do in game-like situations, right? Because it's different what you're doing, you know, in the fall and the spring when you actually get a chance to get in the game. So I like the fact he's been able in these tournaments to figure out what those ladies can do. The other positive, and I hate to bring up last year with the poor run of play that ETSU had from late March to – 
really late April, but they lost a lot of really tight games. 2-1, I mean, that was a stretch of nine games where those were eight of the results, and the other one was an 11-2 loss against Furman. Just a ton of games that were close that ETSU could not pull out, but you look at what they were able to do this past weekend. They won three straight one-run games before blowing out Charleston Southern, and then, of course, that loss to Virginia Tech. But when you're able to win close games, get the big hit, and that's something Brad Irwin talked about often throughout the offseason to us was just, you know, we, we had our chances. You know, we had runners on. We were able to get runners on base at a pretty decent clip. Maybe not the clip you would have liked, but you weren't having any shortage of base runners in big situations. Would have liked to have more, but when you did have them, you just weren't able to drive them in. You weren't able to get the, the home runs that we were accustomed to seeing from ETSU a couple of years back when they did go on that big run. The extra base hits that do make such a big difference in the game. ETSU you know, was bottom two in the league last year in extra base hits and didn't have the same power that they did a couple of years back, but uh, you also have to remember that that was a really program best year for ETSU in terms of offensively and with power. So to see them win one nothing against Detroit Mercy, 4-3 against Charleston Southern, and then 2-1 against that same Detroit Mercy team uh, last Friday and then Saturday as well, that's huge because the Bucks are showing that they can put up the runs to blow teams out. They're showing that when games are close, they don't tense up, they don't get nervous. A lot of new players on this ETSU team as well. Of course, the lineup is generally the same, and you have Mallory Sherback. There's some experience there, but in the circle – when you tense up and you start to grip that ball a little tighter and you spike a couple into the dirt or you leave a few high, put a few on for free, much like Hooper Mills did yesterday for ETSU baseball, that's what gets you in trouble. But the Bucks have not had that problem early. No, and, and you know, that to me that's, that's a great sign. Uh, again, learning how to win early, right, learning how to uh, get those games. And the other thing is you're starting to see uh, Taylor Bowling going in and get a couple of saves. Again, situation in the arm, pressure situation, able to come through in the clutch. And this is a team that a couple of the, the, the ladies were on that tournament team a couple of years ago, right? They had a, a little bit of a tough stretch last year, kind of got it going towards the tournament, but just not enough. So uh, it'd be interesting to see when they're able to piece it together because I think he's got some outstanding young ladies he's been able to work in. They're certainly hitting the, the, ba- the baseball, the softball very well right now. 308 average. You mentioned the stolen bases. Um, to me, the only concerning thing from the pitching staff is the fact they've got a large number of walks given right. up, right? 31 walks, uh, 39 strikeouts. So to me, if they can kind of shore that part up, stop giving up some free bases there, then I think everything's well. But the, the batting average against Smith's just 239, Bowling's 286, uh, Dyson just at, at 314. I'd like to see that number come down. But other than that, I mean, there's not a whole lot to, to – nitpick about what's going on with softball right now the only thing i'd nitpick about would be that presbyterian game you're up nine to one and then i think you did see a little bit of pitchers either pressing or etsu maybe getting a little bit lax and they gave up eight runs in that bottom of the fourth on the way to and, and no lights it had into the nine tie, to right? nine tie up yeah. and that was right after the akron game where it was six to six and akron had to leave actually because they had a flight which yeah. i thought was very interesting so six to six and nine to nine ties but you're right i think overall it's very positive last year etsu had just two players hit above 300 right now 
you have seven. Granted, it's very early on. The competition is only going to get more difficult going forward towards the conference season. But I think the experience of a lot of these returners in the lineup is going to show. And I don't think that that's an early aberration that you've got a number of players above that 300 mark. You're seeing some run production, 52 RBI already to their opponent's 25. There shouldn't be a whole lot of slowing down, I wouldn't think, through, throughout this non-conference season. A shame ETSU couldn't play Tennessee yesterday over at their home stadium, but they will get the chance to do so on April 16th. And I think that'll be better for the fan experience, for the team as well, because they'll be firing on all, all cylinders. And selfishly, probably for us, because I'm not sure anyone <laughs> was ready for this yeah. early against the Tennessee game on February 19th. Yeah, and hopefully the weather will be up a lot Correct. better when that comes around. We'll have to around, sit outdoors so. and call a game in 40-degree weather with our rain pelting you from the side. All right, that'll do it. Segment one, Sanderson sidekick, jam-packed show, Landon Owen hanging on the phone line. We'll talk to him. Lando's land right for this time out. From Sanderson to Sidekick on the Buccaneer Sports Network. Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets. High-performance gas ranges. Or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson. The Firehouse Restaurant in downtown Johnson City has been a proud supporter of the Bucks since 1980. Our hickory smoked barbecue, sides, sauces, dressings, and desserts are all made from scratch because that's the way the locals like it. Our tailgate packs are available through Firehouse Catering for 12 or more, starting at just $8 per person. The packs are available all season on Fridays, Saturdays, and Mondays. For more information, visit thefirehouse.com. Come see us before the big game. The Firehouse, 627 West Walnut Street between ETSU and downtown Johnson City. How many places do you ever go without your smartphone? My name is Wesley Fletcher with the First Bank and Trust Company. Now you can pay securely for your purchases with your smartphone too. Just add your check card to the wallet app on your phone to pay for all your purchases. So keep on moving, keep on traveling, and keep on shopping with the First Bank and Trust Company and Apple Pay and O, providing mobile solutions when you need them most. Your bank for life. Firstbank.com, member FDIC. Look, if you're like me, you got a lot to remember. Like, remember to pick up some refreshingly cold lemon-lime Mountain Dew ice. Sounds good, doesn't it? Well, here's my trick. If it's a nice day, I think nice rhymes with ice. And that reminds me, I better get some Mountain Dew ice. Or if someone asks me for the time, I think time rhymes with lime, like in lemon-lime. If I work at it, anything can remind me to get to the store and get myself some Mountain Dew ice. Mountain Dew ice. Remember to get some. Welcome back to Smooth 92.2. I'm Dr. Love, and I want to hear the secret to your romantic success. We've got Brian on the line. Fry guy, what'd you do? Well, I wanted to spice things up, so I surprised my wife with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Oh, and did those work, Brian? You know they did, Dr. Love. It doesn't take a relationship expert to know you can't go wrong with February instant games. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. For the land of the free and the home of the brave. It's Lando's Land with Landon Owen. Let's go, Padre. We got the team to make the dream work. Great place to start. Let's go. Let's go, 
The single largest contract in American sports Woo! history, not Woo! doled out by any of the other 29 teams you thought might. Instead, the San Diego Padres signing Manny Machado, Landon Owen. I could not be more excited that Machado is not in the NL East. So thank you, San Diego, for making my afternoon a little bit better. What are you going to do when Bryce Harper signs with the Phillies, or maybe already did in principle agree to a deal with the Phillies? Does that scare you? Or we were having a debate here a little bit earlier. Do you feel well, that Manny Machado is a bigger difference maker than Bryce Harper? Yeah, yeah, I do. I think he plays a more premium position. He's a decent defender. He can play third or short. Probably going to move to third eventually. Um, similar to A-Rod. Um, but, yeah, I just Harper's never really killed my, my team. Uh, I'd rather see Freddie Freeman out of the NL East. He crushes us. Um, guys like Pat Burrell crushed us. <laughs> I, I don't Pat mind. Pat Burrell, good name. The Pat Burrell, yeah, he murdered the match. Did Chip Scott Rowling crush you? I'm fine with it. So good for Machado, happy for him, and I'm happy that he kind of put the rhetoric to bed of rebuilding teams not spending money. Uh, I can't think of a better rebuild than San Diego. Um, so, yeah, good for them, and you know, I hate that guys have to make $300 million instead of 320 San Diego will win over or under 75 games next year. Ooh, good one. Uh, I'll take the under Me just because they're San Diego and they'll find a way <laughs> to do it. not going to happen for them. But <laughs> I think, you know, this is maybe a shift for them. They've had some swings before. Uh, they When they had the new GM come in a few years ago and they made all those crazy trades and it didn't work out for them, uh, kind of reminiscent of what the Mets did this offseason. Um, but, you know, it, it could work out, but I, not in year one. I think there's still many players away and – and uh, this is a good step, though, for them. So maybe in a couple of years they can contend. Let me give you one more before we get on to our main course here. Do you think that Bryce Harper will get more or less than Manny Machado once those details emerge of his contract, wherever he does sign, unless it's already filled? Uh, I think he's going to get more just because that's what he was holding out for. Yeah, and, and now uh, it's, yeah, exactly. Now it's going to help, right, the fact that Manny Machado already got paid. Yeah, I think he's got, they set the market, and he'll probably get in the – you know, he'll probably – even if he's getting 310 – uh, it still accomplished his mission of being the highest-paid player, and it's only going to last a year or two, uh, maybe even less until Mike Trout uh, signs his new deal if he re-ups with the, uh, with the Angels. So, um, you know, Trout's could be $400 million, um, which, uh, frankly, between the three of those, which one would you take? Uh, Mike Trout. Yeah, I'm taking Mike Trout every day. I think Landon and Owen has great takes today, Jay Sandos, because they mostly agree with everything that I've said over the last 10 or 15 minutes, both on and off air. Yeah, sure. When has Great that happened? Great Pretty that's much never. So I'm glad that we're on the same page today. Maybe we can box out Sam. I'm just not even speaking right now. I'm so confused on <laughs> what's going on. Anyway. Different show All apparently right. I'm on right now. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Because, you know, we do a smorgasbord here on Lando's Land. What we got? I think I like a little contender pretender. Uh, we got, we're getting towards the end of the basketball season. we got a couple weeks left. Uh, March Madness is in the in the front view right now. But uh, a lot of teams are posturing near the top. They had the big upset. Uh, not big upset, really. I mean, a top-five team winning at home is not should not be considered a huge upset. But yet Tennessee fell down to five. So let's take a look at the top and see who's the contenders and who might be a pretender and maybe some teams that could surprise and make a Final Four run. What do you say? Okay. Yeah? Yeah. So who you got, who, so who you got the first one? Let's start at the top. Duke. Uh, I, yeah, absolutely, 100% yeah. shock there, yes. Okay. Let's go to the next one, Gonzaga. Uh, it's definitely Final Four, and it, because I think there isn't really a dominant team, I think, yes, they can win it all. 
I am still anti-Gonzaga. I, maybe I'm living in the past where I remember all those years that they were running through every opponent that they played and they were simply spectacular, you know, throughout all of the, you know, all the regular season and then faltered in the postseason. I know they've made a Final Four since then, but I don't know. I go back to the loss to North Carolina, the loss to Tennessee. Um, yes, they did beat Duke, and obviously that's very impressive, but those losses to Tennessee and North Carolina, I don't think, considering those are the three teams that they played that have been anything this year, that Gonzaga in a two-hour vacuum that the NCAA tournament is sometimes will be able to make it past the Elite Eight. I don't think they're a Final Four team. Interesting. I seem to remember them being just a couple seconds away from a national title a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, I said recently they went to a Final Four, and, and they were very close, and maybe I am living in the past, but I'm, I'm not yeah. going to believe Gonzaga is. It's much like Butler was, um, and they came very close two years in a row, right? But I was never going to pick Butler to win the NCAA tournament. Sure, because uh, you're short-sighted. <laughs> I will take Gonzaga. Sure. And, uh, yeah, I think they're a contender. I mean, they've already beaten Duke. The other two losses, yeah, I mean, that's tough. But um, they show they could play with anybody. And just as one game can swing bad, the other one can swing in your favor. So uh, are they a top, you know, four or five team in the country? Absolutely. And I think you got to put them in the contender range. So that would leave us with Virginia next. I, I'd say, I'll say this. Because everyone can't get past last year, I'm going to say yes. Because uh, it makes no sense. I've never been a Virginia guy. I didn't pick them to be out in the first round last year, but I had them out in the Sweet 16. They never score enough for me. I'm never comfortable with how they play, and so I think, no, they're also a pretender. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree. I think it's three on that one, and not because of last year. I just think that I, for the reasons that they struggle you know, offensively, you know, they look good against Virginia Tech the other night, but they're a little shorthanded. They they are a regular season team. They're a money ball team like the Oakland A's in baseball that just maybe aren't built for postseason. I think they're built for sustained success in the regular season. But you get against a team that's just firing on all – firing threes. The Syracuse game a few years ago that uh, knocked them out of the Elite Eight, Syracuse just got went nuts in the second half and came back from 14 down. So, um, you know, I think they've learned some things from those, but not enough. So, um, SEC guys, Kentucky and Tennessee, let's bundle them. Uh, Kentucky, yes. Uh, I still think Tennessee hasn't quite been there uh, to, to experience it. Now, again, this could change in a couple of weeks because the meat of their schedule is just coming up. So we'll see how it handles the next couple of weeks. But, again, I just think when teams haven't been there, it just always tends to flow towards um, teams that have been battle-tested in the postseason Tennessee has. And they had some injuries last year, and they were people forget that was the first – win for little Chicago on their run to the Final Four was they beat Tennessee. So I, I'm going to say I could see Tennessee Elite Eight uh, type, but I, I don't think they're ready yet for a national championship. 100% agree with that. I do not think they're a Final Four team. They're fraudulent. Kentucky, on the other hand, since that loss uh, against Duke on opening night, lost by one to Seton Hall, that's an aberration. Lost by two at Alabama, that's an aberration. And then got jobbed against LSU. Kentucky is a contender. Duke and Kentucky are two of my Final Four teams. Kentucky playing better, but I'm not there yet. Um, to say two bad losses are an aberration uh, to Seton Hall and Alabama, I don't know. And if we do remember the first game of the year, again, first game of the year, Duke just blew the doors off. Um, so seeing them, if they're not on the one line and they're a two, there's a chance you're meeting up with Duke in the Elite Eight. 
Um, you got a 25% chance of seeing that. So I think it's going to be a matchup issue for them and for Tennessee. I think they could match up well with some teams. Um, I'd say I'd still put Tennessee as a Final Four contender ahead of Kentucky, but I'm not sure either one of them are in my top line for national championship contender. That's a pretty small field. So uh, your top mid-major, uh, I'm not considering Gonzaga. Of course, we don't consider them a mid-major. But Nevada uh, at 24-1, and one, number six in the country. Uh, let's throw uh, Houston in there at 25-1. and one. Yeah. Who's got a better chance to go further, Nevada or Houston? I, I think, and I've seen both of them play, I think Nevada. Uh, and I think they just, A, I think they, they bring more to the table, um, especially – rebounding and offensively uh and i just and i actually watched the game at houston lost it was the temple i actually think they got hosed in that game uh to be honest with you i think they'd still be undefeated but uh i think nevada uh played a tougher schedule as well uh and i think they do things offensively they can score 90 to 100 points and defensively when it gets down to it, they can lock down some people. So I think Nevada could go further than Houston. I'd say Houston, uh, two ranked wins for Houston to one for Nevada. I don't think either are going to make it past the Elite Eight, and even uh, that may be generous to say Elite Eight. But I think it's to Jay's point, just can I picture Houston and Nevada making deep tournament runs, uh, very impressive resumes, and the fact that they've only lost one game apiece. And it would be fun to see it happen, but I just don't think that when the lights are bright, and the team across from you, it's what we've talked about sometimes about just having the four letters on the front of your jersey or the emblem, whatever it is, the uh, the mascot, you know, the player that you recognize from TV, whatever the case may be, that is going to get to some teams, specifically the ones that haven't seen it all year. And I think Nevada and Houston are two of those. I think the metrics are going to hurt them in the seeding more than anything else. Agreed. And it's a thing that you look at the rankings and, hey, these guys should be top, t- you know, on the two or three line where it may get to Selection Sunday and Nevada's a five seed. Yeah. You know, just random things happen like that. And I think Houston's in that same realm. I think, you know, you're going to set over under. I think three is the hot, is the ceiling, and five would be the floor, barring any, you know, runs of consecutive losses down the stretch. I don't think either one of them are going to get the Final Four, but if I have to pick one, I'll pick Nevada because they made a good run last year and you learned something. Just quickly, I think um, six may be the floor because we've seen top ten teams get a seed that low sure. recently when it comes to mid-majors true um uh, let's bundle the last three together uh michigan who's the new michigan state uh north carolina and michigan state so which one of the three of those do you have making a deeper run well i I, first it's easier to throw the first one out michigan state i think tom Izzo and he gets all this love and credit and that's great and i'm not discounting everything he's done but the last four tournaments he's been absolutely horrendous um and bad losses uh, and early round losses and so you can't call Syracuse a bad loss last year. <laughs> Syracuse a bad loss, Middle Tennessee a bad loss. I mean, I go down the line of Michigan State bad losses, and then I sure. think I think Carolina and, and and Michigan are about the same. They they're the opposite of Virginia. The, those teams seem to always be built for tournaments, and they mm-hmm. always seem to know how to win just enough to get the Final Fours or championship games for that matter. Uh, and I, I'm going. That's a tough one. Which one would be more likely to get to a Final Four? Is that the question? I'm going to yeah, go. Or go deeper. Which one's going the deepest? I, I, so, so, so determined on matchups. Michigan really shoots the ball well. Uh, if they shoot the ball well, they're, they're pretty much an easy out for North Carolina. You know, they're really not deep this year as, as what they've been in years past, and they've got their two toughest games coming up against Duke. Uh, not knowing matchups, uh, I'm going to go Michigan. 
just to be very clear about where I stand on all of these top ten teams, I think the only two legitimate teams in the country are Duke and Kentucky. I think everyone else has some holes that can be poked in them. But I think that these three teams have a real chance to be the other two Final Four teams, in my projection at least, of how the Final Four will unfold. Michigan State and Tom Izzo I absolutely love every year. Uh, Jay is right uh, to the point where it's been a tough go in the tournament. That makes me feel like Tom Izzo is too good of a coach to have that happen again. Now, I may have said that the last couple years. It also may not have been true as well, right? But I think that the Big Ten has been absolutely spectacular. The ACC is always spectacular and is again this year. I think there's six of the top 20 teams, right, in the top 25? Yeah, and we'll run out of time real quick. Let me ask you guys this. If you had to pick a team outside the top ten to make a Final Four run, who would it be? I'll go first. I think Texas Tech Mm. has enough pieces that if they had the right draw, they could get to the Final Four. Your thoughts on some outside the top ten that can make a run to the Final Mm. Four? Go ahead, Landon. I think uh, there's a lot of – that's a good pick right there. Um, I think there's some buzz around LSU right now. Uh, They're hot, no doubt. Two up and down. LSU, I mean, 21-4, rising in the rankings. Uh, Not that that means everything. I think Florida State is a team with their height. Mm. If they can find enough ways to score and be consistent offensively, um, the anti-Florida State Villanova. But uh, I'm going, (laughs) you know, I'm going back close to home, Buffalo. Of course Uh, I think, yeah, of course I am. The the Bulls, you know, they they had a good upset last year. Um, and that maybe has some unfinished business. They dropped a couple games in the MAC, but you know how tough it is. You know North Carolina's done this many times where they bring back a number one team and they'll struggle early because they're just not focused. They're waiting for the end of the year. I think Buffalo's been in that mode um, since they got in the conference schedule. They're just kind of going through the motions. But there's another gear there that we saw early in the year when they were knocking off, you know, what turned out to be not really good uh, WVU or Syracuse teams, but. Uh, they did beat Arizona last year as a top seed, so I got the Bulls. I think they're a good story, and maybe they can make a run to wherever they're playing, Minneapolis. There you go. Mike? Yeah. I was all in on Virginia Tech for a while, but they are way too schizophrenic yeah. for me to go with. Uh, Purdue, I think, is a team that you have to watch out for. Maybe not a Final Four run, but certainly Sweet 16 or Elite Eight. Uh, Kansas, I mean, is number 12 right now in the country. I'm never going to put it past Bill Self and his program. And then Wisconsin is hanging out at the bottom end of the top 25 right now. And they're, to me, they've always been a little bit better version of Virginia where they're not going to score a ton, but more often than not, they're going to do enough at ends of games to make a run. All right, guys, appreciate it. Landon, appreciate it. Running out of time, buddy. All right, boys. All right, that's Lando's Land. Back with more Santos and Sidekick after this on the Buccaneers Sports Network. It's funny how things can multiply, like cold weather. One minute, a few snowflakes fall. The next, you need a snowblower just to find your feet. Or tardiness. Run two minutes late in the morning, and you're a half hour late to work. Come on. But good things come from multiplying, too, like the new Multiplier Instant Games, which give you a chance to multiply your winnings. So go ahead, enjoy the good kind of multiplying today with the new Multiplier Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Wow, am I happy about my new Wow Rate e-checking account at Citizens Bank. I got a huge rate on my deposit and great account features. With that sort of a deal, I'm saving for much-needed Bucks tickets to cheer on my team. Learn more about WowRate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. WowRate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Go Bucks! Bank your own way. Citizens Bank member FDIC. Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? 
Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or allisonoutdoor.com. And go Bucks! Food City is excited for another thrilling basketball season with the ETSU Buccaneers. Even when slicing up the finest cuts of beef, selecting the freshest produce, or preparing the sweetest baked goods, we live and breathe navy and gold. So go get them, Bucks. On your quest for a Southern Conference championship and beyond, Food City is with you every step of the way. Food City, official supermarket of ETSU Athletics. Johnson City Hyundai is proud to support East Tennessee State Athletics. Excellence in education, teamwork and trust, success and understanding. They are the core values that drive the ETSU Athletics program to excellence. ETSU Athletics and Johnson City Honda, a winning combination. The Johnson City way. Today and every day, Johnson City Honda is committed to bringing the Tri-Cities a truly unique way to buy a new Honda or a certified pre-owned Honda. It's a way of business we like to call the Johnson City way. When you come to Johnson City Honda... You can have the confidence in knowing you're getting a great deal along with outstanding customer service that will last long after the sale. We invite you to come by today and shop our outstanding selection of vehicles and experience a different way, an easy way, our way, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, proud to support the ETSU Athletics Program. Today and every day, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, Johnson City. Yo, can I get a... I hate everything. No, God! No, God, please, no! No! I know what you're thinking. It is not Tuesday. Because Tuesday is our Angry Man segment. Our whacked out Wednesday? And somebody went along with an interview because he's so enthralled with the AAF. <laughs> he's so happy about the AAF. Don't you throw shade here because somebody's about to go livid, and I'm just telling you who did it. Who did it? Or yes. Is that the end of your sentence? Okay. Yes. Uh, how about the fact that I am the biggest AAF hater until we finally do get a guest from the AAF on, and all of a sudden I'm instantly the biggest fan of the AAF. Am I a fraud? I say everyone else is a fraud on this show, but I obviously yes. am the real fraud, correct? Yes. I didn't need you to just flip on the AAF to be a fraud, but I'm going to go yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good sealer, isn't it? And Tuesday went a little long, so we bumped it. Yeah. Angry Man um, surprisingly said yes to Wednesday. Interestingly, now this is from last year where he got bumped and didn't appear on the show for eight weeks. Now he's getting bumped and he's right back on the next week. It seems like there's been some growth here. Well, well, yeah, you should be you should be lucky. You should be lucky that I took my medicine this morning and you caught me in the right mindset. You know, I missed a month because of what you did to me. You're not looking at me about that, right? I this mean, is all your fault, sidekick. What did I do? AI, it's the AAF. Yeah, whatever. You know, A, B, C, D, F, G. Can you get through the other 20 letters, or does it stop there for you? Yes, I can. I've been actually teaching my daughter the, al- the alphabet. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it soothes me. Your uh, your daughter, I've seen, is a big fan of Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. 
Great song, in my opinion. Yeah, it does not get that from her father. No. That's for sure. Once Even Flow comes on. Yeah, will there be a more puts proud her moment than on when that comes on? Will there be a more proud moment than when your daughter first listens to Even Flow, and if she enjoys it, will that be your proudest? moment? I would have a, a big smile on my face. Yeah. He would cry. That I've been showing her like old Michael Jordan videos Ooh. and like the Be Like Mike. You know that song? Do you want me to stop be by with like some old videos or? Huh? What? Who? Nothing. Wait, what'd you say? So anyway, a lot of growth with Angry Man over the last couple of months from not coming on the show for about eight weeks to coming on the next week. Is this like a New Year's resolution where you're trying to be more understanding of others, or what's the deal? No, I just felt sorry for you. Oh, okay. Well, it always does have a little sympathy. That is nice. He's looking at you, so I'm fine with all that. I don't know why I'm the one to blame for you being bumped the first time. Now, this time, sure, from Tuesday to Wednesday, but what the first time, I think it was you and Mr. Jennings that got Angry Man bumped because that was like a 25-minute interview where you were gushing all over Mr. Jennings with your fandom. As, as I should have been. As a Buck fair fan. Enough, fair enough. As a Buck fan, I should have been. Okay, so don't try You're gushing over the AAF, for goodness sakes. I, well, I enjoyed that Michael And an Dahl, App State who, guy. I, uh, who's, who gave us a go bucks at the end? So he clearly did, he's he been did. converted by the podcast. So you should be thanking me, really. Yeah, both of you. Uh, oh, <laughs> crickets! What crickets! What crickets! Shock? Yeah, interesting how that yeah. works. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? This morning I woke up. I was trying to be healthy, eat some fruit, put a raspberry in my mouth. Granola? No granola, just a raspberry. Starting morning off right. All of a sudden, I got a, ste- a seed stuck in the top tooth of my mouth. It won't come out. It ticks me off. It's still there. It's still there it's right still now. It's still there. You're talking about seven hours yes. of the day. You're trying to eat healthy, trying to put some good stuff in your body, so and nice. a seed is stuck in your tooth. No. All day. It's annoying. No. No dental floss. No. I don't have it with me. Toothpick, who cares? Now, that is a good philosophy because I've had that same problem where I will have that issue, and so I started to carry a toothbrush or dental floss either in my car, so if I was driving somewhere and I noticed after I left my house I could take care of something like that, and I'd have been insane for seven hours. Who brushes their teeth in their car without a sink? No, you don't do it in the car. You just have it. So wherever you go, it is alongside you. So if you're like, oh, man, oh, wait, I have a toothbrush in my car so I can go get that. Walk do you outside not have a toothbrush at work? That, no. that was my other point was yeah, yeah, I have one at work. bring it into yeah, work. Sure. You So y- you have them at various points of your day is the idea. How much of a planner are you, Angry Man? Mm. Yeah. Maybe yeah. this will help you reconsider because seven hours of a seed stuck in a tooth. It's annoying. Uh, it's like. It's like water torture there. I mean, it's, it's certainly very frustrating. I'm except put my finger in the back of my mouth trying to knock it out. No, no, it's, it's still up there. <laughs> what are you looking at, Sandoz? The look on Jay. You've never done anything like that before? <laughs> the look on Jay. You've never done anything stuck in your tooth, Angry and man. it's there, and it won't go away? Listen, I have very bad teeth. I think we clearly know that I need a lot of dental work. I almost tried to get a tooth or a, a, a paper clip and open it up oh, and try to oh. stick the paper clip back Metal there. on tooth is like fingernails on a chalkboard, man. I don't oh, want fingers on it. that. Oh, I can't do it. Uh, when... You put your finger in your mouth and tried to motion like you were taking that. So the look on Jay's face is just absolutely classic. I don't know what it was about that motion that you did. but I, I thought he was actually going to throw up at some point. I, I, because you put your finger too far down there. I, you know? I wasn't trying I'm just to saying, you know, you get a little carried no, away, you know. No, no. 
try and empty out some of those calories. Now, after the lunch I had, oh, man. So you start out the day trying to be healthy, and then all of a sudden things take a vicious and destructive Peer pressure. Mm. The worst at it. So People, hey, let's go to lunch. No, I'm trying to save money, trying to eat a little better. This, well, well, this shocks me that angry man gives in to peer pressure. Mm. I thought he was a man's man. Everyone has a softer side. Yeah. Okay. Food. Food. Well, that's yeah. fair. Food. Yeah. I think we all give in. Yes. Primal need. Yeah. Yeah. So you try and resist. I tried. And then you go. Then I go. And, and you need to tell us what happened at the register, Angry Man. Uh, well, you know, when you, you go to Taco Bell, you think you're going to get a quick, easy, cheap lunch. What, probably get $6 worth of food to fill you up. I'm more than double the six dollars. Wow. Yeah, you are. Fifteen ninety-two, <laughs> twelve thirty, uh, over eighteen dollars. And then you sit there and you just eat it all, and then you feel disgusting. And then to add to that, you're with someone that has never had Cinnabon <laughs> bites. So then you got to go get dessert because they never had it before, so they can try it. Self- I like that you are you are so. <laughs> Are you more appalled that you spent eighteen dollars, or more appalled that somebody has had Cinnabites? Cinnabites that made you go back and get them. Yes, just to make him have one. Let yes. me hypothetically say that I knew this person that you're talking about. Did they pressure you at all to do so? No, I, I was doing it for me. Okay, so let's not misplace blame on whoever this may be that you're talking about, Angry Man. You wanted the Cinnabites. Yeah. The Cinnabites were available on the menu. You made eye contact with the menu, saw the Cinnabites, and could not resist. It's like a party in the mouth. I agree. I had two of them. It was kind of like a party in the mouth. Yeah. Fair to say that you were that guy? Yes. Just <laughs> making sure. Yes, Just, that was me. Very selfless of you to, you? Uh, to allow me. Why do I always do that? Why do I always go and spend $15 at that establishment and a little bit here. It is hard when you go to a place and there's a lot of items that you want and, and a lot of them are reasonably priced. And this yeah. is not just for the establishment what we're discussing, oh. but many establishments around the Tri-City area. Uh, and you see a few of them and you're like, oh, those would be good. And then you're like, okay, that's only like five, six bucks. You know, yeah. that's pretty good lunch. And then you're like, oh, but I usually get this. And you're like, well, wait a second. This is only a dollar more. And then you're like, well, but there's this deal for five dollars. And so all of a sudden you start doing the math and it adds up pretty quick. Yeah. So self-control has never been something that I'm great at either. Uh, last night I was terrible at it. So had an er- The worst is having an early dinner. Is there anything worse than having an early dinner? Well, I enjoy the food early or late, really. But yeah. But then, like nine, eight, nine o'clock come around, and you got Cheetos, got pretzels, got cookies. Yeah, I got Oreos. Sure. Got mm-hmm. Ice cream, pizza rolls, pizza, pizza rolls. rolls. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's good. Then you go back for more. Oh, yeah, that's good. Chips and dip. Nothing better than chips and dip. Make you know what I you know nachos, what I figured make out? homemade nachos. You know what I figured out? What do you got? So you know how we had the discussion with the cheese and the gets all over your hand? Yeah, we did. You can't. So the other day, I had some tortilla chips. The jar's getting to the end of the cheese. So I just stuffed about 30 chips in there, crumbled them up with my spoon, spun them all together to get oh. dip on them, and it's like a cereal, kind of like oh. a cereal mix. Oh, but it's wow. tortilla chips and cheese, and you're using it all up. 
like it's you. not getting on your hand. Well, that's a great life hack. Right that there. is a great life hack. Yeah. You're working your way around your own problems. Exactly. Evolving. I had a big smile on my face when I did that one. I bet you did. Mm-hmm. I wish you would have done I could see Angry Man trying to not just pat himself on the back, but to try to get credit from anybody in the room that saw him do that. Oh, you better believe this isn't the first time he's volunteered that information that he did that since it's happened. I'm sure in many rooms he has mentioned that he's done that and has tried to elicit the same reaction he's gotten out of you and me. Yeah. Because I do think it is brilliant. Thank uh, you. Thank I you. don't love the idea of turning cheese and chips into cereal. For some reason, when you use that word, it eh. grosses me out a little bit. But it is the same concept. It is. Yeah. Yeah. You're eating it with a spoon, Yeah. mixing it all together. It's a little thicker. It's not milk, but right. the cheese is a little thicker. Yeah. But it's kind of a similar concept. I'm with him on that. What else you got, Anger Man? Sports, what do we got? Baseball. Mm. I have a feeling I might Star know what this Watch. Is about. Yeah. Manny Machado. The Padres? The Padres! Really? Why? The White Sox pride for the picking to get him, and he's going to San Diego. So what I hear is Chicago Homer upset he didn't go to Chicago. Go ahead. Rebut. No, you can't, can you? Well, I think the White Sox have a better team established than the Padres do right now. You could automatically win in the Central, in the AL Central. You're not going to win in the NL West. Let's the brakes. The Minnesota Twins are a fledgling upstart franchise. Every team in the AL Central is bad. So I heard that the White Sox offered eight for two fifty, and Machado got ten for, for three hundred. Now eight for two fifty, you do the math; it's thirty-one and a quarter a year, as opposed to thirty a year. So it would have been more. Um, San Diego, nicer part of the country in terms of weather year-round. If you Chicago, if you in Chicago in the summer, you'd much rather live in San Diego. But San Diego is like the summer year-round. It's 80 every day, and it rains twice a year. Yeah. Twice a year. San Diego seems What like was the snow there that day? It was negative 54 there. Yeah. Yeah. Who, man. who wants to live in that? We're not playing baseball. You don't want to live in that. You don't want to live in that. You moved down here to You don't want to live in that. I moved down here for a job, and I fell in love He's with moving you. to San Diego for a job. You could have easily get, Yes, fair point. Exactly. A job out to San Diego. You could have very easily at any point. But, oh, oh, oh. Aren't you trying to win a championship? Isn't that your overall goal? Well, he can opt out after five years. Okay. Right, is it? Is, is You're going to finish I, in last place all five well, years in the NL See, I would rebut that. How old is he right now? 26. Yeah. Okay, so I think at 26 he's thinking, I want to make money. And then at 35, 36, he'll think, I want championship if I haven't got championship. Because those guys think, they think, because of how they're wired, they think they can win championship anywhere because they just are that – driven to alpha male, I can do it. I'm the greatest of all time. They all think that. But wouldn't you rather win a championship in your prime and help the team win? Well, I would rather... Peyton Manning had to have a defense to win a Super Bowl? I would rather make $300 million when I can a Super Bowl and day, then take it? less money when a championship... You have to play like Rex different. Grossman in the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> He's still so. Wait a second. How many levels deep here are we? He won a Super Bowl in Indy. You're ripping your own team about who he beat. Yeah, just because Rex Grossman yeah, yeah. was the quarterback, they still made the Super Bowl. This is what makes Angry Man great. That was the best Bears team that you've had in 30 years. Well, this past year we had a good season too. We just you didn't, didn't make it to the kicker. Super Bowl. We didn't have a kicker. We didn't make it to the Super Bowl. Side kick. We didn't have a kicker. You're not gonna. You probably won't have a kicker next year either. So let's get used to it. Yeah, we will. But he's also double doink from Tulsa. Yeah. Redford. Whatever. Double doink to double doink. Robert Redford. <laughs> Robert Redford. That'd be awesome. Robert Redford. <laughs> the hunt for the Super Bowl. Yes, yes. 
Um, Boy, I got derailed. Do you think that Bryce Harper has any chance of signing with the White Sox? Could you possibly uh, get now, or do you I think he's for sure going to Philly? I guess there is a – let me rebut. I did, there is a chance because he was – I think the White Sox really wanted Machado. Now he's not there anymore. Kenny Williams said that he was shocked, that he was in disbelief. I think a lot of people thought Chicago was going to get him. And well, especially the Chicago media, and you listen I mean, to everything. Okay, if well, you're asking me, I would rather have Machado. Well, I don't even think it's yes, close. I would I, rather I take Machado than Harper. If money's the same, I'd rather take Machado. Now, if you get Harper for less money, maybe. But if you're talking about the money's the same on the table, I think Machado's a better option. I think that I'd agree. I do think it's close. I don't think it's a huge gap. Uh, you look at their. I feel better putting ten years. 300 million there. He's a better overall player. I would not give Harper that money. I believe he'll get that and then some, personally. Probably, because there's a team desperate, just like the White Sox now, are desperate that they need to get that all-star, so they'll do a little bit more than what they have to do. And that's the only reason why he's, Harper's going to get that. I think a case could be made for Harper's media presence and his recognizability in a league that doesn't have a lot of recognizable stars that that will sell tickets. I think there's a business side to that that could be made on a point where Manny Machado, I don't think, is the same media presence and star, quote-unquote, in the American media do, that Bryce Harper is. Do we all think, though, no matter what happens in about two years when Trout comes on board, he's just going to smash all of this and should smash should. all of this? Should. I mean, he's the best player in all of baseball. Yeah, right? it's I not, and, I don't even, yeah and I think it's – I don't want to say head and shoulders above Machado and Harper, but it's a significant amount. I think Machado's certainly a top-five guy. I think Bryce Harper is a little bit outside that, where he may be top ten. I don't think he's top five. So I think the gap from five to ten is probably pretty small. Or the gap from Mike Trout to Manny Machado I think is pretty big. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Totally yeah. agree. So the White Sox have let you down again. I'm very sorry. They have, and the season hasn't even started. Right. Much like – well, I won't go that direction since I'm a big fan of the AAF now. I won't go and broach that subject that we talked about earlier. But, uh, yeah, the White Sox and Kenny Williams have been had again, this time by the San Diego Padres. And losing the to the San Padres. Diego Padres has to feel the like a real gut punch. Okay. Last time they were good, a guy named Kevin Brown was the starting pitcher. Great pitcher. I have yeah. his autograph. Wow. Yeah. In my house, actually. What do you think about the name Kevin Brown? It's a great name. Yeah. I'd say it's okay. I'd say that Kevin Brown was pretty successful. It's like Mike Smith, right? It's, it's like, just yeah, all over the place. I don't know. I don't know. Brandy Johnson. I mean, That's the only guy I know. You don't know any Kevin Browns? No. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. There's mm. a guy that we may have a mutual friend with we can introduce you to. Okay. He's okay, dude. Yeah. Yeah. If he's anything like the pitcher, I'd like to meet him. <laughs> he's not. Oh. He d- didn't make $100 million. No. Mm-hmm. That's a no. shame. Very modest salary and, yeah. you know, kind of a regular everyday guy. Yeah. But nothing wrong with that. If he plays the lottery, maybe he's got a shot. Yeah. There we go. Good idea. Maybe you can put that in a Scratch your Friday. You never know. Beautiful. All right, that'll do it. Angry man, appreciate it, buddy. It's uh, Wednesday, not a Tuesday, for those of you that are confused. Back with more Santos and the Sidekick right after this word. Brother Buccaneer, Sports Network. Ballot Health is an integrated healthcare system built to meet the local needs in Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. Together with community, we're transforming our region. We're making communities healthier. We're expanding access to critical services in rural areas. And we're investing in health research and medical education. It's your story. We're listening. Ballot Health is proud to be the official health care provider of ETSU Athletics. Go Bucks!
The Carnegie Hotel is Johnson City's only AAA four-diamond property that is unique, tranquil, and brimming with character, just adjacent to East Tennessee State University. When it's time to dine, Wellington's Restaurant in the Carnegie Hotel is the place to be, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner in grand style. And why not come indulge yourself at Austin Springs Spa, located right inside the Carnegie Hotel. East Tennessee's premier full-service spa provides everything you need to rejuvenate, revive, and renew. The Carnegie Hotel, 16 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City. Wendy's has three new hamburgers on the new made-to-crave menu. The barbecue cheeseburger, the sauce and bacon cheeseburger, and the peppercorn mushroom melt. They've got so much swagger, they'll change the way you think about hamburgers and the way you ride through our drive-thru. Maybe you'll lean your seat back a little. Maybe a lot. Maybe you'll roll your windows down. Or maybe your window's broken because you punched through it to get your hamburger faster. Try the three new hamburgers on Wendy's new made-to-crave menu and download the Wendy's app for craveable deals today. At Wendy's, we got you. At participating Wendy's. Mulligan Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with Mulligan's pre-finished, sold, or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson City locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door Mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, El Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mulligan Flooring. General Shale is proud to support ETSU basketball and Southern Conference fans everywhere. Want to make the most of game day? Now you can design your dream home during pregame or halftime. The new My Designs app by General Shale lets you design custom projects right from your phone or tablet. Choose from up to 10 building types designed with over 50 of our most popular brick and stone colors. You can even share your designs with your friends. Download the My Designs app by General Shale on the App Store or visit MyDesignsApp.com to design your dream project today. Over the last 70 years, Johnson City Power Board has had a few different looks. But we've remained the same trusted partner you rely on. Now, we've changed our name to Brightridge to match our vision, to deliver on our promise of great service you can count on, embracing common sense technology to strengthen the communities we serve. We're glad to be your public power provider. Brightridge, new name, renewed promise. Learn more at brightridge.com. Play on, player. 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 One of the new segments was spectacular intro. Play on, player. I just came in I don't really know. I mean, these things kind of spontaneously happen, right? So when we were talking to this year player from the ETSU football team last week, kind of on air, just like, you know, what makes sense for Nasir player? Play on, player. And so we came up with that, and then we're sitting here, I think it was before the coaches show last week or uh, one of the basketball broadcasts, and we had looked up some music a bit earlier in the day, and then it just kind of, you know, go in, mess with some audio stuff, and there you go. That is actually my voice, if you believe it. I still Not I usually s- that much bass. your voice? That is my voice. Dropped. Ooh. Dropped it down. I still yeah. think there's one or two – we got to add one or two. I, I still feel like at some point in time you have to have a by Felicia in there and uh, uh, a Snoop at some point. I think point. by Felicia we, was done like five years ago. That's fine. Yeah. By Felicia I mean, is iconic. It'll never die. I mean, 
play on player in reality is a 20-year-old phrase. So Yeah, but Nasir is the idea of the segment, which you created, which you apparently have forgotten. Of course, of, the I, did. of course is, I did. Is the Pop culture. Nasir is supposed to be updating you on and, new things. Well, so okay, he should be okay, telling you right, right now that by Felicia no, is No, no, no. And he's, yes, and he's supposed to be correcting me on things. Right. But on this one, he backed me up. So uh, it's already a great decision that Nasir has backed me mm-hmm. and kicked you to the curb, right? And that's yeah. a, a cool saying now. <laughs> Yeah, right. Is that a uh, hit? Yes, yep, that is. Yeah, still, still, right. still works. So the idea behind it, right, look up tweets and kind of new school pop culture related stuff and have Jay kind of be informed on these things so we can update you from clearly the mid-90s that you're living in to mm-hmm. the present day sure. of 2019. So, Nasir, you, uh, you scoured Twitter and you found a couple of things. I found a couple of things, and we've merged them into a couple of segments. Now, or firstly, I want to go over – one topic that you brought up before we even came on air. There's a new saying that we must know in order to be cool, and it is... No cap. No cap. Explain to us what no cap is. No cap just means I'm not lying. Everything I'm saying is the truth. It's credible. So if you say something and people ask, oh, you for real? You say no cap. That means I'm telling the truth. I'm not lying to you. I've always wondered where these new terms come from. Like, you know, I wish I could reverse engineer all of this. Like, where did you hear it from first? I heard it in a song, and I didn't know what he was talking about. I'm like, no cap. Well, he said no cap, and then he said no rap cap. And a few people, there are a few rappers who say that. And, you know, it just kind of caught on. People just, people just started saying it without knowing what it meant at first. But then once they figured it out, they were like, okay. They just want to say it, too. I feel like that happens with somebody of fame sits there and says, you know what? we got to come up with something new. Right. What in the world can we make up with? It's like, uh, it's funny, Steve Forbes loves to say a phrase, again, that's 20 years old that I enjoy. It's when we'll, we'll talk and like, hey, uh, can, you, can you meet here? Can you do whatever? And we come in agreement, and he sends back, bet. Bet, yes. <laughs> Which is old school, right? But at, at some point in time, that never meant what it is now. Right. And so I'm curious, like, I want to know, like, that and then no cap. Where in the world, like, guys sit around and have, is that, do you have too much time on your hands to come up with that? I have no clue. Young people say a whole bunch of stuff that half the time we don't even know what we're saying, but it just picks, <laughs> it just comes, it just comes into its own thing. Like, you just say something one time and it just comes into its own thing. That's the and brilliant <coughs> thing, though, right? No, I mean, you don't have to know what you're saying. Well, you're well, young. It well, yeah, and, and so here's my question Do you truly trust somebody? Just because they say no cap, that's the ultimate question. No. Exactly. So why are you even saying it? You still don't believe a guy. Because if you have to ask him, right? If you have to ask a guy, like, are you serious? You already don't believe him anyway. No cap. No cap. Um, I did watch a documentary about where slang originates from back like 10, 15 years ago, and they tried to go back to where shizzle and those type of things came from. Again, like back back in the day, 10, 15 years ago, and when that was cool to say. And they started tracing it back through rap, um, and obviously at some point got to Snoop Dogg kind of out, you know, out west where it, it originated from. And I don't remember who the first few people were. I think it was like a couple of producers for a couple of big artists out west, but obviously was very popularized by Snoop Dogg and some others that were actually on tracks and, and could reach the masses and spread those words rather than just a producer reaching a few people. Then you get on the mic, you release some songs, you release an album, and then millions and millions of people hear it, and then. It spreads like wildfire, right? Right. I mean, music music is a powerful tool. Everyone likes to listen to music. Everyone likes to listen to music that everybody else is listening to. So 
you are sometimes you got to be careful what you say and sometimes you can just say whatever you want and it'll just pick up and people will just follow the wave and i feel like rap at, at some part especially with snoop like he needs words to rhyme and it was easier to change the ending of some words and then it just took off so i don't know that it was or maybe he meant it. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I mean, I guess I could call him, see what he says. But I'm just thinking that uh, uh, that think sometimes you need. Oh yeah, and, you know. And uh, let's be honest. Anything Snoop says sounds much cooler than what most oh, people absolutely. say in general. The yeah. delivery the, is added. Just you know, another uh, artist using some of those terms may not have took off the way it did because uh, just the way he delivered, the way he was, his style. And in movies, too, I think there's obviously a few words that come out in movies. And, again, it's on the entertainers. And it's I think it's more musicians because I feel like even um, the, the 80s and some of the rock, they came up with some words that really – It's that trends. You know, yeah, trends. you know, rad was another good one in the in the early 80s that they said that, that came out from uh, uh, music, right? It came out from there. So uh, pop culture generally comes from there. Again, I got off that. Uh, it's not a train anymore. I used a train last time. Right. I yelled at me. It's not, a, train. No, it's not a train anymore. Now it's a wave. Come off the wave. You ride the wave. You don't ride the train anymore. You yeah, ride yeah. the wave. Well, I didn't even get on the wave. I was still on the train when that happened. So you're this on is the good beach. For me. You weren't in the water when the wave yeah. was coming. So, so <laughs> my on the shore. my favorite thing today as I'm going to do is try to use no cap in the hallway. Nice. To a student athlete, I'm gonna try to work nice. that in. At some point. I think they'll enjoy that. You yeah. might be viewed as a whole different person, a whole new Jay. Let me ask you this: Did you ever think this year that Snoop Dogg was a good rapper? I have many strong opinions on this. I know it's a little bit. A lot of his better music is a little bit before your time, but certainly you're familiar with it, um, just because he is a, a legend. So, did you ever think he was a good rapper? I thought he was. I listened to because my parents they grew up in the '90s, so well, the late '80s, early '90s. So they listened to a lot of that old '90s rap. So okay. I listened to a lot of Snoop back back in the day so you know i thought he was a good rapper i liked the i liked his first album liked every song on there so yeah i think he's a good rapper i think he's a legend he's an icon he's an icon let's go to uh the second one and jay yeah. you were a little involved with this too and it, it involves nasir indirectly because every football player goes through the recruiting process as does some guy named blake Carringer, who mm-hmm. is now out of knoxville 15 instead mm-hmm. of 57220 yeah, uh, so the the story of this was uh, apparently some kids at another school created a Twitter account of a, of a real person uh, from another team, and the real person's 5'7", 220. Which is we're a weird dimension. <laughs> yeah, which I'm level. sure he doesn't want that out there now <laughs> that that's out there. Uh, but they had changed it to where he was 6'6", 315, and they put that he had offers from Alabama – and needless to say, a couple of recruiting services had caught up on that, and they've just got an online matrix system where they just pull in. Well, they ended up giving him not just a three-star rating, but they gave him as the 15th best prospect and, like, the fifth best offensive lineman in the state. Wow. Georgia Tech had actually caught this and was like, hey, maybe we should give him a call. You know, maybe Alabama's going to over-recruit him. So they call his high school coach, and the high school coach is like, who are you asking about? And they're like, yeah, Blake Character. He's like, um, you're asking about him why? Well, yeah, he's, you know, isn't he like a big – and he's like, no, that's not him at all. And so then they find out that this has been a fake account. They did all this. And I've been reading where, you know, there's so many checks and balances and this would never happen. But are you shocked, Nasir, that this could happen in today's age? Or are you shocked? Because let's be honest, the recruiting services, I think, are clearly flawed in what they're doing and, and driven by the money. Or you can buy your way as a rating. Anyways, are you shocked by this? Um, no, I'm not shocked. The Internet you know, you can be whoever you want to be on the internet. You know, people are getting catfished, so they just took catfish into a recruiting service. They just catfished college coaches, which I think is—I mean, it's not right, but 
it's interesting that they were able to do that and succeed with it and that it went as far as it did. So, yeah, I'm not shocked that it happened, but <clears throat> it's cool, though. I think it's cool. I mean, it's not right, but it's cool, in my opinion. Austin Herrick told us when he was on the show with us, you know, any of the number of times that he's come on, that he had a guy that knew a guy at Rivals or 247 Sports or whatever, and the guy just came up to him one day and was like, hey, man, you want some stars? And so he all of a sudden the next day had two stars. He was like, yeah, of course I want some stars. Like, having right. stars would be sweet, you know? Like, and all of a sudden he had stars the next day. So it seems like the whole recruiting world, this doesn't surprise me either because it seems like the whole recruiting world is a bit sketchy and, and fishy in general. Uh, and to see something like this, I imagine we're only going to see more of it. And, and really with how big the country is, with how many different high school prospects there are, it is impossible to keep up with everyone right. and fact check everything. So it seems like that is right for the taking and right for the creation for a creative mind such as these guys. Definitely. Uh, I haven't, I don't really know exactly how the recruiting services work because I didn't, I wasn't on any of them. I didn't have any stars coming out of high school or anything, but I've heard from some people that they give the stars based on how many offers you have. So the fact that they said he had, the guy had Alabama offers and stuff and that just automatically gave him stars, that doesn't surprise me. I do not have any stars. Did, did, I don't well, I mean, this camps were big too. Did you go to camps? Did you go to a lot of camps? No, I didn't go to that many camps. I went to a few, but not a lot. Yeah, see, I think a lot of that too is a, yeah. a few of the bigger camps. There are recruiting services that are allowed to go to those camps. I think they try to talk to folks that are there. But the, to me, football it has to be uh, maybe baseball. But you're looking at you know a hundred guys on each team. You know, times whatever. Just. Not just FBS, FCS, Division Two, you know, all those athletes that are playing high school football. The uh, at least baseball, you're talking thirty guys each high school team. You know, I guess each high school team's maybe fifty on average. I mean, I know there's, I think Dobbins Bennett Science Hill are, are large in our area, and the, the smaller schools, you know, Unique and Cloudland, the one A's are, you know, twenty five or thirty guys. But I think on average, you probably got fifty guys on every high school, uh, high school in the country. And you're talking about every one guy at least, you know, and then on bigger schools, ten guys you've got to rank across the. I mean, I can see how that. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's like same thing with baseball. I mean, I mean, I know there's only thirty guys on a baseball team, and in in high school you only got twelve or fifteen, right? I mean, there's probably not thirty guys on a. You got all that, and that's difficult. And there's pro scouts trying to scout the world, so it doesn't shock me that a guy who is fake could get three stars, and then a possible pro prospect sitting right next to us had no stars. And nobody had heard of. Yeah, literally the guy that's sitting next to Blake Karen or that's five seven and two twenty is just like, you got three stars, and I'm over here like twice as many pancake blocks as you, and I'm dominating and picking up your slack, and I got no stars. I mean, how am I going to get some stars? You got three stars and five right. seven two twenty. I mean, this is ridiculous. So I would be upset if I were uh, anyone next to Blake Karen. Okay, final one. Found this one on Twitter. Obviously, the last story from Twitter as well. That really that one caught fire. Went a little bit viral just because of the absurdity of it. Uh, this one is very Twitter-esque for the moment, and I am a huge Twitter guy for tweets like this. Um, and it got like 24,000 retweets and 86,000 likes and was still going when I pulled it for the show. Uh, from Jesus Nice, wild how Trump claims he's wealthy and we've never seen him with AirPods, which I think is absolutely hilarious. Now, this year, explain firstly why that tweet is funny, and secondly, the obsession with AirPods, especially it seems like over the last three, four, five, six months. Yeah, I don't know what the obsession, it like kind of came out of nowhere, like around Christmas time, everyone started getting AirPods for Christmas, and everybody was just posting pictures and stuff with their AirPods, and you know, there were people on there that were jealous because they didn't get any, so it kind of became a thing, and then people, it became like a joke, 
saying that you only get AirPods if you're rich. So that's why they're saying that Donald, they've never seen Donald Trump with AirPods, but he claims he has all that money. It's just, it's a funny thing. It's kind of like a status symbol. Because can you picture Donald Trump rocking some AirPods at a congressional dinner or something like that? Like, I, I mean, it'd be hilarious. I think it would be funny. Yeah, yes, <laughs> I think it would definitely go viral on Twitter. So Jay, AirPods are the yeah. That's good. So are, are those those are earbuds? I'm assuming they are. So with no wires. With no wires. So as this taken over the the last I saw, Beats by Dre and all that were the headphones without the wires. Those were hot. Now those are what too big and clunky. Mm, that's the so. idea, I think. Because the AirPods, they're literally like regular iPod headphones just without the wire. And somehow, I don't know how this works, but somehow they stay in your ear no matter what you do. So, hmm. I mean, that's convenient. And it also has a microphone that, and I read up a little bit on it, where it projects like a field of sound. Um, I don't even know to, how to say so, so you, you can, can use it as a microphone. Yeah, you can, it's like a sound field where you can talk hmm. into it, and it somehow picks it up like crystal clear and blocks out outside noise and everything. Uh, th- there's apparently, you know, so, some downsides of the fact that like the charge time is very long and such. But these these headphones are like 175 dollars. Right. So you that's know you can get knockoffs and such that are out there, but I mean, so they're not AirPods. Then. That's not eighty dollars a headphone. I can't do it. Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't even know when I got the the iPhone Seven, which I just recently got, by the way. Congratulations. So, I, I, from the iPhone Four, so I feel pretty good about You're that. Moving on up. I didn't realize my headphones wouldn't work with it. Because uh, it yeah, doesn't have yeah, the headphone. It has the new thing. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes yeah, I don't even know what too. that's called, but yeah. <laughs> I needed that memo or I would have got the six because right. I mean, my headphones would have worked. So I've got to gotta figure that out. Now you've got to go get It didn't come with headphones? Mm, if, yes, but I don't think it had the attachment thing. Uh, but the other thing is, is, but what made me feel better was my iPad is still the first version, mm-hmm. so my headphones still work in there, so I can take my iPad. still the yeah, first version. Your iPad still works. Yeah, I can't even use, uh, there's like half the thing, like my HBO Go doesn't work on it anymore, mm-hmm. it's not supported. I also have a PlayStation 3 where some of that's not supported as that's well. That's classic. So I'm getting there. I love the PlayStation 3. I was going to say, PlayStation 3 is like, are we two or three iterations behind now? Because it had, there was the four, then there was the, was it the Boo or whatever? Vita. Uh, yeah, uh, please don't ask me. The Vita. The Vita. Yeah, PS Vita. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. So yeah, we're I a couple behind. I just, I just needed to stream things. I don't, you know, play games anymore. I used you to. Do like, yeah, you do like video games still. You still play some video games. And your iPad still has, like, the big charger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got the big block they just made fun of me the other day. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> needed a charger. I'm like, here you go. Here's the block. And they're like, what is this thing? I'm like, oh, it still works, maybe. So here's what I want to do at the end of the segment because it is called Play on Player. I want to go back over the topics and see if you get the seal of approval from this year player, which will be a play on player. So. Mm-hmm. AirPods this year. Are you pro or against? And if you're pro, it's just play on player. If you're against, then you don't give it a seal of approval. Uh, I'm pro as long as I don't have to buy them. <laughs> if you get them as a present. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm pro AirPods as a present, but that's it. Right. All right, so family members want to know what Nasir wants for his birthday. There it is. Boom. There you go. It's an AirPod. AirPod. Mm-hmm. The, and you'll know because they are much like all of Apple's, you know, very nice and fancy products that – Really bright white, and that's how you can tell that somebody's got the AirPods. Like the Dodger really white? white? Dodger white? Yeah, the Dodger white's the most white of anything. Okay, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. The, yeah. the funny thing they is... They have their own white. They're literally their own white. Their uniforms are their own white. Okay. They, they own... They trademark their own white. I've that's what I'm asking. That. Okay. The funny thing about the AirPods is, you know, how it became like a, a, so a status symbol on Twitter yeah. is people started taking it to the next level. So, like, regular people who had regular AirPods, but, like, rappers and, like, rich people and famous people were posting, like, 
they would have Louis Vuitton AirPods and Gucci AirPods. Oh my God. I'm just like, Wait, were they oh, bedazzled? Is that a thing bedazzled. still? They, had, Louis, they no. had Louis V uh, symbols all over them, Gucci symbols all over them, and they they were talking about how they cost like a thousand dollars or something. I'm like, oh for God. some headphones, right? No, I can't do it. That's what I figured too. And, Be- and Beats by Dre, to your point, Jay, because those were cool for a long time. They were like two, three, four hundred bucks. I mm-hmm. mean, you could really spend a lot on. So that relatively, too, these are a cheaper. Uh, the, considering what if you had to buy the Beats when they first came out, they were three four hundred. Mm-hmm. Relatively speaking, for something new. Well, well, the AirPods actually came out in like twenty sixteen, but Did they? yeah, they came out in like okay. October of twenty sixteen. I didn't know either. That's why I looked it up because I was doing a class project on. Um, you had to find you know some product that was had done really well over the last six months or whatever. And I did some research. I was like October twenty sixteen, so that's why I was confused. Like, have I been living in a hole for the last two years and just not notice people with AirPods? Or I don't feel so bad. Then, if both of you didn't know that. I'm fine. Yeah, I didn't know. Twitter Twitter helped with the um, the AirPod market. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, and that's more. Yeah, I mean you don't have to pay for advertising when you got Twitter right. inside. So uh, play on player for the AirPods as long as that money's not coming out of your pocket. Correct. Uh, Play on player for the people that made their friend five seven two twenty or made the opponent five seven two twenty to six six three fifteen and got him three stars. Play on player for those that had the or, creative uh, ingenious to do that or or child police. I'm pro that that was a good thing they did. I think it was, I think it exposed. I think it exposed the recruiting services if anything, but it was also good to help their friend get some uh, offers. So I thought that was cool. I'm pro that. And I would think because you introduced the topic of no cap that you are going to be. Play on player for no cap as well. I don't really say no cap that much. You don't? Okay. I'm pro no cap, even though people try to force it into the into their vocabulary. Oh, I'm going to force it in today. Yeah, you, should, you should do it. So, okay, la- last question. My wife makes fun of me because I wear white on white tennis shoes. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm still hip. I'm still hip. Is there something wrong with that? I don't know. I don't know. She she kills me on it. Maybe she's saying, that's right. Maybe she's saying, I'm too old. Maybe I'm too old. I got white on white Nikes I wear all the time. High tops. If you you start saying no cap, you might take some years off. So you might get younger. Boom. There we go. I got to dye my half white eyebrow. That'll probably help out too. All right. (laughs) Right, Nasir. We'll see you next week, buddy. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you. All right. Loved it. First full segment. I guess our second segment, but the first time we rolled through play on play. Uh, He'll be back with us next week. Uh, What do we got tomorrow? Preview, right? Men's, women's, basketball, crazy coach. Ron McLaughlin, speaking of recruiting, he's going to recap the recruiting season for FCS and tell us about Southern Conference and ETSU. All coming up tomorrow on Sanderson the Sidekick on the Marketer Sports Network.